Yo, welcome back to the Basement Bros podcast. This is episode two of of our podcast. And last week we kind of went over um, Star Wars Mandalorian season three. Um, we decided to stay away from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but we're probably going to be hitting that up in this episode. How are you doing today, Cody? I'm doing okay, I guess, here. My last day here before I got to go back to work, but it is what it is. But besides, I can't complain. How about you, Kyle? Uh, not too bad. I actually have tomorrow off, so. Yeah, lucky, lucky bastard. <laughs> lucky bastard. Yeah, I mean, you'll be making double time, so there you go. I can't complain there, though. I can't, can't complain. complain. No. As much as I'd like a, another day off here, uh, I'll take more money. Because you can technically, you know. You, yeah, you technically can never have enough of that, especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so yeah, yeah, like you said there, so we are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We felt that last time when we recorded this, because we, I think, recorded it two weeks. Like a day after we saw it. Yeah, it was like two weeks prior to us when we did our, when we uploaded the podcast. We just had to get the branding and everything mm-hmm. done for it. But, alright, Kyle, so I want you, alright, let's, let's give me your first thoughts of the movie. First thoughts of the movie um these are spoilers by the way like whenever we're yes. talking about this we're gonna put a spoiler warning right now because we don't want anyone to you know think that it was gonna be something else but initially someone was gonna die you know i thought it was rocket's time they made the uh trailer be all about rocket i thought you know he was gonna die but i think it was a good movie i think it lacked a little bit on the um on the soundtrack um compared to the other two but it still had some bangers in there with creep and uh no sleep till brooklyn by the way probably one of the most badass uh hallway fight scenes that we've seen in the mcu um comical as always guardians always is you know drax that um (laughs) the dodgeball yeah but other than that i thought it was pretty solid um, overall, definitely one of the better Marvel movies of um, recent ones. Well, it's phase five, technically, but, you know, within uh, pre far from home. It's it's up there for me. How about you? I'd agree with that. So like you said there, I felt like it lacked a little bit in the uh, soundtrack, but though, which I understand why, because they've used so many banger songs within the past two movies that you can only you can only go go so far before you sort of have to go like all right i can't live up to the hype of this this other one and that and it costs a lot of money to get those songs in there so it's understandable but like you said there it was comical some of the scenes in there uh, like then i remember when us when we went the entire theater was laughing yeah um so that was one of the things there is very comical um Let's see. Pretty good fight scenes all around from, uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, you had, um, Rocket the first time when he just obliterated the guy. And then the final, oh, yeah. the final cutscene. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I got a little teary eyed there cause, uh, I thought like Quill was going to die and I was like, no way. Like we, yeah. everybody was like, it's going to be Rocket. Like all of the people looking at trailers are like, Rocket's gonna die this season or this episode or this movie, and then it turns out like there was like pushing towards Quill, and you're just like, oh shit, and then he survives. But that and they had a pretty interesting spoiler or not spoiler, but a cutscene there at the end. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into that. But I do want to point out that this was the first F word that we've seen in all of the MCU. Um, oh, that's right. They've officially brought that in as a, a, an official word, mm-hmm. they said. And, you know, I, from interviews and things that I saw um, of James Gunn, people were telling him, you know, do you really want to be that guy? Like, you can do it, but like you know, really think about it. And he goes, okay, thought about it, and then did it. And it was one of the funnier, funnier parts of the movie. It was, yes. Like, I, yes, you do have kids watching it, but at the same time, it's an it's one F word, you know. All, all these kids are watching TikTok nowadays. You don't think they're being exposed to worse things. Exactly. I think one F word in Guardians movie isn't going to... I ain't gonna hurt. Especially in today's society, like we're exposed to everything. The internet is just such a mass uh variety where you can legit look up anything you want on the internet. The internet is at your, it's right there in front of you. So like, wow, you're gonna like, oh my gosh, you can't put the effort in a movie, but somebody can go on TikTok there and see a clip of a guy saying thirty cuss words in fifteen seconds. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't get why everybody's like pushing against it they're like pg-13 may have been a big thing back in the day but now it's like you get very rare where you're getting kids who have never heard cuss words in their life like that especially it's just fuck yeah it's not like they're they're saying something way worse yeah i don't know that's that's my view on that like i feel like it depends on how you're using it like in Guardians of the Galaxy, they used it perfectly. Like it, you, it was in a com- comedic sort of way. So that was the per- like. Sure, there's other ways they could have used it, but they used it right there in a comedic way to where it was funny. It's not like somebody was like yelling at uh somebody and it was like, oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. No, it was a comedic way. So that's why I think it was justified. Yeah, um, I think they executed it well. Um. I know beforehand when it got leaked that there was an F word that people were kind of freaking out. And then afterwards, I really didn't see as much backlash because um, I think they did, did do it in a way, like you said, uh, comedically. And it wasn't, you know, they weren't like directing it at, you know, it was just open the fucking door. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It, it was cool. Yeah, because that, um, that was one of the scenes where I, I think everybody laughed like it, it like. People didn't know where it was, and then once they heard that, they everybody started laughing, I'm pretty sure. Because I think there was two moments or three moments where I think with us, the theater laughed. At oh, least. yeah. Because I noticed that one, Drax absolutely nailing the girl with the ball, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. First contact with people, they kick the ball at you very nicely, and what do you do? Just chuck it at them. And I think my third one was when uh oh what's his face the golden guy i forget the actor um yeah i know he was on where the millers and yeah all the things yeah. but when he uh just obliterated like killed that guy and then the pet's looking at him like oh and he's like i don't know how i feel about this like i thought that was <laughs> hilarious how he's like i, f- I feel kind of bad it's like no shit and but, one uh, thing i did like was the mix of comedy and, you know, emotion. It got you at sometimes laughing your ass off, and then other times, you know, tearing up a little bit, especially yeah. there towards the end. Um, 
it was it was like a, it was a roller coaster you went from you know a sad scene with rocket and his past and then you mm-hmm. would go to you know a funny scene between drax star lord and all of them and then you'd go into a badass fight scene like it was i think they balanced it really well yes i yeah oh yeah 100% they did mm-hmm. like it it had its badass fight scenes like you said to its comedic point to then you had the whole dialogue and the point where they were trying to get across there like you had a good mixture of that all around to where like for somebody who's going to a movie to get a little comedy in them you got that right there somebody who's a diehard marvel fan they're getting the dialogue towards the next few movies they're becoming there and then you also have the fight scenes when people just go there just to see somebody getting their ass kicked it was a good blend it was a good blend yeah. all around um there are i mean it was very good but there were a couple things you know i don't know about you that i did have some gripes with um one of them was adam warlock they went on the more comedic you know he's immature type thing but you know in the comics adam warlock is you know he's a certified badass and he can do a lot more granted in the beginning uh the opening scene he did kind of fuck up the guardians oh yeah he completely um, fucked up rocket one hand single-handedly but they kind of turned him more into a joke um oh 100 they, they kind of did the same thing with darren in ant-man uh in the wasp quantum mania <laughs> yes um which aren't necessarily bad things but you know there was definitely more potential in you know his character on what they could have done but i don't know i think he was a very good actor choice especially comedically because he does have that history of doing uh you know comedy movies and yeah because like, i think uh, he did play that really well yeah because uh one of the things i can think of with him that he played was uh one the last narnia movie mm-hmm. yeah he was in that one there um but yeah i'll agree with you on that like from what he said, what the comics did, like, he was, like, a certified badass. Like, he would have, if it was the comic ones, that first fight scene would have been way more gruesome than uh, it was in the movie. But, I've, I don't know, it seems like you have certain villains from the comics that they bring over, and they're exactly how they should be. Like, Killmonger, for instance, like, I feel like he was pretty good. And, of course, you got Thanos himself, and then certain points with Loki... It seems like they're trying to keep certain villains at the peak where they need to be. And instead of they get these villains, if you bring them in from the comics, it's going to completely switch it around. Which I don't know if that's what their plan is, but I don't know. Like, I'd say stick with the comics on how they're doing it because that's what people are seeing. Mm-hmm. One thing comically that they did do very well in this movie was the costumes. Um, they went ahead, the Guardians, with their new... Uh, you know suits that they had they hit that on the head um in comparison to the comics and they also did have um kind of a homage to 2001 a space odyssey with the colored space suits that they used when they were entering the flesh ball <laughs> which was kind of weird kind of gross but at the same time it was i didn't really notice it like when i was watching i'm like oh that's you know that's an homage to that but afterwards watching some of the easter eggs of of kind of things that they referenced or um things that they paid homage to from other movie series or just movies in general it was pretty cool oh yeah 100 percent. another thing i really forgot about was the dog uh was it 
Cosmo? Cosmo, yes. The whole, I'm going to say it. No, you're not. I'm going to say it. You're a bad dog. And then throughout <laughs> the entire movie, it's legit just them going back and forth. Like, everybody's going to annoy it. Like, just say he's a good dog. Or it's a good dog. Yeah. And then it's like at the very end, he's like, fine. Good dog. Yeah. That, I, I think mean, that was a that was funny cool. scene there. And then I think it was really cool uh, was that Rocket has never really talked about his past at all. But at the end, basically, there, he fully redeemed himself and did what he wanted to do all along, which was to basically stop uh, the scientist or the creator, whatever the heck his name is, mm-hmm. Yep. and rescue all those animals and get them off there, which is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I'd say... Oh, shoot. All right, so I'm going to go here off a whim. And uh, so in terms of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I hate to say it, but they are all very high up there on my list with them. Oh, yeah. But for this movie right here, it's just so hard. Like, because, like I said, I'm throwing, like, multiple things in here when I'm, I'm ranking these movies, like, in terms, like, soundtrack, the villains, the storyline, everything. Like, it's so tempting, because, like, number one and two are, like, so close. It just depends on the day. But I hate to say it, but I'm probably still going to have to put... In terms of the Guardians of the Galaxies movie, so I had to put them in order. The third movie is still going to be at three on my list. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. As of right now, I do have it at number three out of all of them. But, you know, ask me six months, a year down the line. After things you've seen change. it a few times, yeah. You know, yeah, seen it a couple times. It'll hit Disney Plus in, you know, a couple months. Um, you'll You'll see certain details in the movies that you never saw before. Like a certain Easter egg. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, things I didn't appreciate before. There's been a lot of times where I've watched Marvel movies, and over time, I've grown appreciation for them. Um, Like, maybe saw some things, or storyline-wise, I was like, oh, that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes the soundtrack um or certain songs that blend with certain scenes they end up being better in my mind and mm-hmm. it's all in compare like i mean when you compare marvel movies you're comparing them to other marvel movies yeah and you know if the next couple movies we get i hope they're not if they're ass then obviously we're going to look at this one you know a lot better down the line oh yeah 100 percent. and if you i was just thinking there on the movie and <laughs> One of the things I think cracked me up the most from this movie was that when you get to the ending cutscene where uh, Star-Lord is there with his uh, grandpa and uh, they're talking about their neighbor having to mow his lawn. Like, <laughs> he, their son's like 20-something year old. Why can't he do it? And his grandpa's like, now don't get me started on that. <laughs> like, I just think that is hilarious that they implemented that in. Because <laughs> honestly, yeah. how many times have you heard about that right there? in today's like society i've in heard real it life. in real yeah. life i've heard that right there so it's hilarious that they implemented it into the movie and it, i hate to say it but if you're talking to like your grandpa or somebody a little older and you say that to them you're gonna get the same reaction out of them now don't you get me started on that i thought that was hilarious there i think that was a good thing to end the movie on besides oh, yeah. that's the fact that well you get the next one of star lord will return star Wars will will return and i do kind of want to hit on that because in every other cutscene or times where they'll say that someone is returning or a group is returning um 
his was a little different. Usually it is a black screen with white text. And this time it was a white screen with black text. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have, I've seen a lot of different theories on it. Maybe the theory, one of the theories that I'm probably leaning towards is that it is, it might be, you know, it said Star-Lord is returning. Maybe Star-Lord is returning, but maybe someone else takes the helm of Star-Lord. Um, I think that, you know, he's been there since 2014. God, it's been already. almost 10 years, you know, a lot of people, you know, with like, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. It came in in 2008, 2019 was the last time that he ended up playing Iron Man. I bet there will definitely be more versions of Iron Man down the line, as they've been doing with many people. Obviously, Captain America with, you know, Falcon turning into Captain America, the, the name and the helm of certain characters are staying the same, but you know, the actors are different actors, actors are, are going to be yeah. playing them. So I could definitely see that going down the line as well. That is true yeah, as well there. And who knows with uh, this, cause now he's on earth. And what's the main force that's on earth, the Avengers. Yep. Cause you see right there, they already have their new guardians of the galaxy as it showed there in towards the end, uh, yep. which is completely different there. Cause because basically right here, they all split off there. So they already got the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt's on Earth, or Star-Lord. So who knows? If with the events that are coming up here, when they have the new Avengers movie, uh, was it the Kang Dynasty? Isn't that? Or... Um, Secret Wars and Secret then the Wars. King Dynasty. That's what it is. So we got the Avengers. And uh, so uh, Star-Lord's on Earth now. So who knows? He might... Get up, just somebody knocking on the door, being like, "Oh, hey, uh, we need help." Is what it could be, especially mm -hmm. since in the last Avengers uh, movie, basically they're all together. Yep, so. and you know, there's been people on Earth that were, you know, in Endgame that fought side by side with them. The, you know, things get a little dicey. Um, well, technically, oh man, this actually just kind of popped off the dome here. Spider-Man, you know how everyone forgets him. That is true. And what's his name wasn't oh, on Earth. Oh, yes, you are 100% correct. He wasn't on Earth because they said everyone on this world will forget you who you are. Are not wrong. And it's in Missouri. Um, and he's obviously in New York. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is right now. I could see that being down the line, maybe it would the new be trilogy. insane if uh like the like Star Wars there, they're talking and they, cause they just know Spider Man as like they just they just don't know who's under the mask. It'd be insane if uh like they're in there and he takes it off and they're like, Who are you? Like we don't know who you are and then Peter Quill's just like, Oh, hey, what's up? And they're like Yeah How do you know him? Yeah. That would be insane. Damn. That's a good theory. Damn. They had some perfect dialogue in Infinity War. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he's like, is Footloose still the number one movie? Like the best movie of all time? And he goes, it never was. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, and man. That... We're the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, Where's Gamora? Yeah. I'll give you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a good one right there. That's another one of those funny moments of Drax just being Drax. Yeah. 
which I guess right there, that was his uh, Dave Bautista's last movie with uh, being Drax. He wants to go do other things in terms of acting, which I don't blame him because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure with him, I don't know if he's done with WWE. I know um, he, he, I think he's still doing a little bit, but he, I think he's probably going to get to the point where he's going to close, uh, close his ties with that and just focus on acting, which he's done a fantastic job in my opinion from one of those who, cause the rock did it. And then you had, uh, John Cena do it or no, I don't know if John Cena did it before or after, uh, Bautista the did rock. it. Rock oh. did it first. When, then was it oh, Bautista? Oh yeah, the rock was first. Bautista. And, and then, then I, I want to say seen, John Cena came in. Yeah. And I think Rock has put out some really good movies, but also some iffy ones. But Bautista some has... Some lackluster. Yeah, Bautista's been pretty solid, like, in terms of him. And I'd say in terms of WWE actors or wrestlers that have gone over to acting, in terms of consistency, Bautista's number one. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the uh, Knives Out Glass Onion... He's in that, and he's Bautista's. pretty good in that. Yeah, Bautista's that. in that. I'll see that because, like I said, we went and saw the first one in theaters, and like that—that that is, I think, the first time with a movie, like I have been like, "Oh, it's this person," like, and I get completely stumbled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say definitely. Uh, I'm just gonna have to watch that. Yeah, it's gonna be on my watch list here. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, Kyle. So are you going to call it good there with Guardians, or do you have anything else you want to put into that f- real quick here? I got one last thing on right. Guardians, and right. it's it's probably one of the more important Easter eggs with, at the end, Groot saying, I love you guys. Oh. A lot of people, I, I mean, it's been out for a little bit now to where people probably picked up or saw things where they're like, oh, that's what it meant. People are like, oh, he actually spoke English for the first time. And it's like, no, technically he's still speaking his language, but James Gunn... You know, this is our final, well, not our final, with Groot, because he's obviously in the new, uh, like, Guardians Groot, but he wanted to portray that you've been with Groot long enough to where you actually understand what he's saying, and that's kind of something that he wanted to have, is that now we can understand what he's saying. So I'm guessing in the next Guardians adaptation, you'll probably be able to understand what he's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good uh, point there. Like, I think, because uh, I was in shock there. I didn't realize it at first. Mm-hmm. And then once Neither you that. said that, I was like, oh, that makes total sense there. Because it's like, yeah, you've been with him since, what, when was the movie first one come out? 2014? 2014, yep. Yeah, you've been with him for, shit, what, nine years, almost ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you kind of should have learned the language technically by then. So, yeah, that's a, that was... That was a very cool little Easter egg that he added in there. Most definitely. Alrighty. So, we've decided that we are going to do this basically in the middle of every single podcast episode here. We're going to be doing a little bit of a top five uh, sort of uh, way of us doing it to where me and Kyle can get to know each other better on certain areas. So, since we're talking about Marvel today... We decided uh, that we we're going to do a blind Marvel top five list. So what it means is basically, so Kyle has his list of uh, his top five uh, move or has a uh, random five movies, and he's going to name them off to me one by one, and I have to put them in order with that. So like, 
let's just say Kyle puts, uh, what was it? Uh, let's see. Like, let's just say Iron Man. And I'm like, oh, number one. And then he puts in, like, shoot, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy or Endgame. Well, now I got to put that above it. So this that's the twist with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since you led this podcast off, you get to choose who goes first. I, I'll go ahead and list movies off for you first. All right. All right. All right. Um, we're going to start off here with Avengers Age of Ultron. Ultron. Where would you put that? Mm. it's an okay movie it's not a, it's not an amazing movie i'll put that three put it at three yes because it's like it's right. not terrible but it's not great so i feel like it's right in the middle like i feel right. like you're gonna hit me with i'm waiting for the curveballs here i'm waiting for them all right <laughs> Fuck. we got black widow four Black Widow at I swear. Four. There's no way. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but that's not a good movie, in my opinion. <laughs> I feel like you're going to put, like, Eternals or something in there. All right. Next one. Actually, hold on, hold on. Uh, put that five. Put that five. Put it five. Put it five. Black Widow. Okay. Black right. Widow. You didn't say the next movie yet. I, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to deal with you putting uh, something else in there. All right. The next movie, The Incredible Hulk. Oh, fuck! Four. Dude, I you give me goddamn it. Oh. Okay. The next movie, Captain America Civil War. Oh, see, this is still a good, like, this is, this list isn't that bad. But judging by your smile over there, I don't want to know what number, what you have in the last one is. Fuck. I'm putting at, no. God damn, I'm putting at two, two, I'm putting at two. Hit me with it. What's, yes, Eternals is this one? All right, so I think you're actually going to be happy. I tried to kind of fool you off with some of the smiles there, but the next one is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I'll put that one. I'm okay with that list. I'm okay with that list. list. That's a a good list. I honestly would actually consider uh, the Hulk one over uh, Black Widow. Okay. Honestly? I probably would as well. I will. I know that's not a bad list because I I don't. That like, is a good list. That is a very good list here. I tried to get you, but damn, you read right through it. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, let's go. Alrighty, <laughs> all right. So coming in at number five, or in the first movie here. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, Actually, before I do that, all right, you want to name off what the list was again? Okay, yeah, for the list, he had at number five, Black Widow. At number four, The Incredible Hulk. Number three, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number two, 
Captain America Civil War, and number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. So a very solid list. Alrighty, so first movie up for you is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put that at number three. Alrighty. Next yep, one. Number three. Next one we got up for you is Iron Man. Oh. Iron Man, I'm gonna have to put it at number two. Um two. you know, it's the one that started it all. As of right now, I have it above Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Right. Civil War. Oh man! See, <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, see, I think Civil War is better better than Guardians Three, and I think it's better than Iron Man. Ah, oh. I'm gonna have to put it at number one. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, end Damn game. It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is an L. This is an L, but we'll put it at number four. Uh, all right. I can say at least you're going to get one movie, right? Okay. <laughs> Eternals. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Fuck. Uh, Damn it. I Guardians 3. I don't know. I threw Whatever. you with that curveball. I threw that curveball so good. Damn it. All right. So Kyle's list here. He has number five, Eternals. Number four was Endgame. Three was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Two was Iron Man. And one was Civil War. Well, Cody takes the W on on week one. (laughs) Oh. I thought I got hit with a curveball there. I really (laughs) thought I did. Yeah. See, it's one of those where it's like, is he going to list a very good movie at number one? And you're going to be like, all right. Or is he going to list a very shitty movie to a point where, Mm -hmm. are you going to have a good movie at number one? If you, that's all you have left or very crappy. Now, if I would have switched. Endgame with. Guardians three. Oh, fuck. No. Endgame is definitely better than Guardians 3 and Iron Man. And I think it's better than Civil War. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. You had, I think, your number one movie at number four in that. Right? Out of that list, yeah. I think Endgame, I think people that put it number one, like, all time of all that, I think that's wrong. But of this list, I definitely would have mm-hmm. had a number one. So, for me personally... It would probably be between number one for me would probably be between Iron Man and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, between that there, three would probably have been Civil War, then Guardians, then Eternals. That'd probably be my list. Yeah. Right there, because Iron Man was sta- uh, staple right there in the MCU. Basically kicked off the entire freaking franchise here. RDJ there, basically this was his whole comeback. This is what started it all. So I feel like that's my biggest thing with why I put it there so high. It's such a badass. Oh, yeah. Badass right there. 
So I will definitely take dub week one. Yeah. There. So better luck next week, Kyle. Better luck next week. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Gosh. Now now I'm worried though for next week because of the fact I know he is going to be throwing every curveball imaginable at me just because of the fact that he... <laughs> Oh, this list here. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so Kyle, is there anything in the gaming industry or movie industry in this past week or so since last episode that has, uh, spiked your interest or you have something to say on? Um, gaming wise, I think it's the same thing that you're, that you're going to say. So I'll go over to like movie side of things. Uh, the machine i'm pretty sure either comes out this week or has already come out and i am so excited i've seen when does that come out uh release date may 26 so yeah it's already out um haven't seen it yet but that's definitely probably i'll watch that at some point this week honestly i might just go to the theater and watch it um Gaming-wise, I'll leave that up to you because I know you were talking to me about it earlier. Mm -hmm. So, basically, the um, biggest thing is today is that... So, one of the coolest things that I think we talked about last time was that uh, Black Ops 3 has had record uh, sales in the past month. It had more sales than Modern Warfare 2. And a big, basically, the biggest thing with that is custom zombies because of the fact that the custom zombies community for BO3 is still thriving and is almost an all time high. Like you have constant content coming in that way that in black ops three zombies is honestly one of the best zombies engines of all time. In my opinion, mm -hmm. some might disagree, but in my opinion, it is just from the fact of the colors to the maps to like the whole mod menu that they have with that. And so with going along with that, you had companies like boy and, uh, Oh, what's the other one here? Uh, I forget what the other community is uh, are working. But basically with that, um, you have these companies that are working on stuff to make the game better, whether it's in terms of the game running uh, or making, making it sure to where you're not getting booted offline. And the companies that are working behind that, from my understanding there. But basically, if you know something better than me on this, please comment down below because... If I'm not saying the correct information here, please let me know on it. But basically, um, Activision saw that they are getting, because like they're getting little to no money from this. Basically, they're getting people who are like donating the money to help out with this project here, since it's a big project and it's gonna help the whole zombies community. Well, Activision's like, oh, they're making some money. Oh, cease and desist. Yeah. So basically, both those companies within two days both got cease and desist there. Um. And the problem's already started. So one of the main things with this was, um, people like hackers can easily go on this, and they can they have a list. They have a freaking list that basically it'll show whenever a streamer or content creator gets online, and they have that they can just go right there and boot them off. Basically, make it to where they cannot get on this game at all. It'll basically ruin their experience. And some of the like uh the whole uh these um. Uh, companies were doing that when we're making these mods we're gonna basically preventing that so now i i know one thing is uh somebody i know gamey track he's he tried to get on one day and he kept getting booted off constantly so it's basically to the point now where these content creators have to play offline if they want to play these games right here 
and they're starting Activision starting to do stuff with the servers to where they're starting to take them down to where you're basically gambling if you want to be on there because somebody could easily get your information off of it. Yep. Like, it's just sad. Like, like BO3, which came out in what? When did Black Ops 3 come out here? 2015. Was it, was it, um, was it 2015? Uh, yep, 2015. It came out in 2015. That's eight years ago. And it has record sales over your game that was published not even a year ago. That should say something to you. Like, we should probably, honestly, put some people on this. No, we're just going to hit the uh, people that are trying to fix their game. Their freaking game with the cease and desist, basically, to where they're basically just trying to let this game die. Like, I don't know if they're thinking that this game, like, if Black Ops 3 dies, the players are going to go to Modern Warfare 2. I don't know if that's what they're thinking. But that's not what's going to happen there. Yeah, and, you know, there's a reason why people are going back to play, uh, you know, these earlier games is because... Suck. Mm -hmm. In most aspects, you know, there's some good aspects in some of these newer games, but, like... People would rather go back and play the classics. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of goes to show that Activision really is not cared about, doesn't care about their community. It's money. That's all it is. And it's kind of shitty to see because, you know, back in the day, they would actually somewhat listen yeah. what, to what people wanted. And now it's like they, you know, they're just going to keep rebranding and re mastering and redoing these games they're gonna you know take all the good aspects of what people liked and put in new microtransactional shitty make it easy for everyone to play with no competitive barrier whatsoever it's it honestly i if you would ask me about the current state of call of duty i don't love it compared to i used to you know, when new CODs would come out, me and you and all of our friends would hop on and play that shit nonstop. We'd have a constant six man. And there was periods there with Call of Duty where I would play that game basically from the time it dropped all the way till the next CODs release. Mm -hmm. I can't even... I can't even honestly tell you the last time where I 100% played a COD from the time it dropped all the way through to the next cod like i'd say there's last one was probably B bo4 probably if i had to guess for you yeah i had those few periods there with that it, okay so the closest to the full cycle for me would probably be bo4 or bo3 that'd probably be my closest to definitely bo3 for me like in terms of playing it through and through uh, consistently. Mm -hmm. um, World War II multiplayer. I know we played that for a while, but we kind of bounced off and off because of, arc. you know, arc. Um, which, honestly, at the time, 2017, arc was probably better than a decent amount of the games out at the time. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, Activision, this is an L for me. It is. Um, it's fu it's funny to see some of the stuff that people have come up with here. Because uh, somebody on Twitter uh, put, it, like, the next Call of Duty title, 
and it says Call of Duty Cease and Desist. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it's insane seeing this because like I've been paying really too much attention to Lex on this one and he says like zombies is what has brought me to where I am today. He's like like it's it's Activate like Activision's behind all of it. But he's like, it's to the point now where he's almost going on strike from playing Activision games. Like, he's so fed up with this company and how much they just dick on the community. Like, yeah, because, like, if you think about it, like, with DMZ, they're making, making it to where it's pay to win. Like, if you look at it back in the day, like, I remember BO2, you could get a skin pack where you get the skin for every single weapon for, like, what was it, like? five bucks it was it was not expensive yeah and, yeah it, and now, it was cheap now if you want to get a character like two emotes and a skin it's 30 something dollars yeah i get it inflation has happened but there is no reason for a freaking skin costing that much like I remember, like, I did buy a few skins here for, uh, I think the last time I really bought any skins was, uh, Cold War, which, cause that's cause Cold War has been, honestly, in my opinion, since, okay, so, for me, I enjoyed BO4. Not a lot of people do. Like, they, compared to BO3, it's a downgrade. In some aspects, it is. But in some aspects, they have upgrades, like the whole pausing, carpenters, um, max ammos, in some aspects. But besides that, Cold War has been one of the best zombies game we've gotten in a long time. But it's just, I just hate to see it how you, you got high, high game, you got like BO, BO, uh, BO3, BO4, you got World War II, um, Vanguard, and then like in between you got Cold War. Like I just don't like the fact that we're going in an up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down motion. You know yeah. something works. Why fix? Like why try and fix it? Like that's one thing I don't get. Why are you trying to fix something that's good? <sighs> and rumors are is that in the next uh, Call of Duty they're going to be doing zombies again. Right. And like you know, I want to stay optimistic. I really do, but. If it's, you know, if it's another outbreak only or just outbreak situation, I'm not going to be interested. I don't know. No. One of the things, though, I am interested in is, so, it sucks uh, that all this stuff has happened with Boy and the, like, is it X, uh, well, I forget what the other company is. I'm sorry that I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they were getting that stuff recently done, and there is a bunch of big maps coming this is basically bo3 chronicles 2 but it's by mod devs because lex has been stuff for uh what is it i think die rise die rise and then call of the dead as well call of the dead he did or he um it. there's a guy who is making transit six hours before the new kit to where mm. it shows like it's a big swampy map. It looks pretty cool, honestly. And then somebody's also redoing Buried. So basically, um, all these maps here. So basically, this Chronicles 2 was happening. And everybody was getting hype for this. And then it just... Boom. And another thing that I'm honestly very worried about. 
is I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but uh, plutonium. I'm very worried on what Activision is going to do with that. Because they've hit two companies with the season assist. I think plutonium might be next. And plutonium was one of the reasons why Black Ops 2 maintained its popularity there for a, a pretty long while. Yeah. You know, a lot of trick shotters were hopping yes, on Yes, like the, a um, bunch of the old phase guys were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of had a resurgence. And it just sucks that in order to have a resurgence of the game, it's not actually Activision, you know, bringing it back or updating some servers and do a game. But the way Activision works, after a little while... If a game, you know, even if it's a game that still has a lot of people playing it, they don't give a they don't give a rat's ass. Mm -hmm. They're just gonna move on to the next, you know, their next game and put pour all their efforts and stuff into that. Which, it, you know, it really wouldn't take that, you know, that many people to just kind of update the servers periodically. You don't even actually have to add new stuff. You can leave the customization open, mm -hmm. open to the public because they're kicking ass right now. You just can't strike down their efforts and are they making money yes it's but it's only gonna help your sales like that's only that's the only thing it's been doing for them it's not like they're taking money away because if they weren't doing what they were doing in the first place then the game would have been dead mm -hmm. like they wouldn't have get, been getting the record sales last month that they have been if it were if it wasn't for the community and what they've been able to do so it just it's it's ass backwards in my opinion it's just asinine activision is you know it it almost once blundell left at least for zombies wise i know it other aspects has been kind of going downhill um but once blundell left it's hasn't been the same it just hurts yes. it hasn't been the same Part of me is like, like I, I hate how much this is happening. Like in terms of they're just destroying communities. Like the whole, like zombies community's been getting shit on like the past few years here recently, and it it just keeps it's just like as soon as like the fact that I saw how how many YouTubers I saw, this is going to save Black Ops Three. Black Ops Three is going to be bigger than it has been in a long time. And then next day I see Black Ops 3 is dead. Like, the fact that I'm seeing that, it, it just pains me. And another thing that, like, I just want them to speed up this whole thing with Microsoft. Just please, I just want Activision to sell themselves to Microsoft to where you don't have the same shitty people in control to where this is going to happen. Because I honestly feel that it, under new leadership, it could be a step in the right direction. But the fact that, you know what, honestly, I'm going to say it. Fuck Sony. Fuck <laughs> Sony. Sony has kept p pushing the stupid process of this sale back any way they can to where it's it's just ruining it for, uh, honestly, the community. Activision is just screwing the community over, and while they're still in charge, it's going to continue. But if Sony didn't, you know, try and do anything, everything they could in their power to push back this purchase, who knows? We Activision could be uh, owned by Microsoft right now, but no, Sony had to go fuck it over.
Sony pisses me off in a, a lot of aspects in the Spider-Man fucking whole fiasco of them maintaining the rights and not allowing them to go to Disney Plus and, you know, just a lot of hoops that you have to jump through with that. Um, play Just PlayStation in general. A lot of people that I know, especially up at school, um, have been very disappointed in the new consoles that have been coming out they're like ps4 they're like that was pretty solid but then once the ps5 they were expecting backwards compatibility they don't get that they're just now starting to implement they're just now starting to and you can't and it's just for ps3 games or ps4 Mm -hmm. games it's not even like xbox has as soon as the xbox one came out they said we're doing this now to where you can play og xbox games xbox 360 games and now you can do the uh, oh. original 360 xbox one and current uh xbox series uh the series x mm-hmm. with it you would think that sony might have taken a page out of their book they did they took part of a page they took small section yeah but, hey it like that right there it's not benefiting um sony whatsoever it's anything it's just just doing the opposite because people are gonna be like oh i got all these old xbox games here that i can play on the xbox why don't i just sell the playstation and get the xbox because then i can get the same games the only thing that i will say there about playstation is the fact that like they got spider-man and they got a few other games uh what is it the uh, last of us last of us um don't they have a uncharted series as well mm-hmm. like they do have their own solid things but it's like that's all they have yeah for the longest you know longest time like that's that's all they had they couldn't even necessarily compete with with Microsoft, because I, you know, Uncharted's a good series. Well, Last of Us is a real good series, but like Microsoft having Halo, um, Bioshock was that purely a? I, I don't know. I might be messing up on that. I Someone double check me in the comments. But did they go forward with that, or is that part of the Microsoft, like when Activision purged? Bioshock. But yeah, like the Xbox exclusives, um, in my mind, are are better. Um, I'm trying to best Xbox exclusives. I'm doing this on the on the run. Sorry. Uh, I see a thieves. Whatever. Like for Forza. Yep. Forza's have has a big following. Um, yes, it does. It's a very big one. Gears of War as well. They've kind of fell off as of recently, but they've always been a good series. Um, obviously, like we said, Halo, State of Decay. Um, there's just been a lot, and I don't know. Okay, Sony... so. So one of the big things here that's going to be coming up, I don't know if they did it, but I I think they bought Bethesda. Microsoft? Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so they got Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, 
Fallout, Doom, Prey, The Evil Within, and Starfield. Damn. Like, yeah. that, that right there. Like the, That bit, would be like, enough to get me to come to Xbox. Yeah, like, three of the big ones right there for me that stick out is Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom. And by the way, don't, I mean, I know some people haven't played it, but The Evil Within, very good series, those two games. Um, I remember watching Markiplier play the first one back in the day, and then I went and played it, and I did, like, a totally kind of different route, and, like, because it has, like, one of those things where I think Borderlands is also the next, I don't know, I'm actually probably wrong on that, but I remember The Evil Within, it's customization, like, there were different trees of like things you could upgrade. Um, a lot of games have this, but like, oh, I want to work on a poison gun or like a poison tree. Or it's like, oh, this time, this playthrough, I want to work on this tree. Like that, you had multiple different options and a bunch of different side stuff as well. Um, very slept on series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like now we're just getting to the point now uh, with companies to where. It's basically if they're just buying out all these smaller companies to have the rights to them to where you have to buy their console for that. Like the cool thing like with Microsoft here is like if you have a PC, you can just do all the stuff that Xbox has. And then if you wanted to, you have your PC and then your PlayStation. But I just hate it now. Like the fact that like, okay, from from where I'm at, I can't complain though, because Microsoft has all the freaking money in the world here to where if they wanted to buy out every freaking company, they easily could. Even Sony. They could pay for Sony with cash. With ease. Yep. But I just hate it how for those of the people who just love the game and appreciate it, it's not gonna the point where they're gonna have to spend more and more money in order to play those games. Like, I think it's cool, don't get me wrong, with how imagine what Activision can actually get done if they have Microsoft's budget behind them. That'd be insane on what they could do content-wise with the Call of Duty or, or like, zombies. Like, we could, maybe with this, we could get the zombies game that we've all wanted where it is legit every zombies map on, like, BO3's engine on one game, all the weapons and whatnot, and you can basically do whatever you want on there. I would still love to this day for them to do that, but I don't think it's going to happen. But who knows? If they, if uh, Microsoft buys uh, Activision, who knows what will happen here with that. But I don't know. Man, Kyle, when I started talking about this, I didn't think my blood was going to be boiling. <laughs> Dude, no, yeah, I, I got I got in a rant there. I went on a freaking <laughs> rant. Like I was looking and Kyle was just like, but hey, I can tell, like, uh, you know, you're passionate about it. I'm passionate about it. It's something that we grew up with and we got to see oh, yeah. the prime of. We got to see, you know, the uh, the renaissance of video games mm-hmm. and saw many different game studios and consoles in their prime. We got to see just you know probably games that people are going to look video games that people are going to go look back in 20 to 30 years and be like holy shit like yes games are always going to have better graphics they're going to have this but they're not always for what these guys had to work with they're not yeah it's it's always going to have that nostalgia factor people are going to be like wow in 2030 fuck that's only seven years it seems like a long ways away but yeah seven years 
people are going to look back and be like, that's still a better game than some of the games that are coming out. And it kind of sucks to, well, it doesn't suck to see, but it's almost getting to the point where independent game companies, gaming studios are coming out with better games than these AAA games. Yeah, they are. The biggest factor in that is they're coming out with just a polished game, like that actually functions that like they made sure hey we're like okay let's see i'm I'm gonna word this in two different ways a they're coming out with a game that doesn't have any bugs or game breaking bugs and if there is they fix it right away another thing is that they don't push the game back five to ten freaking years like some of these games uh was it like cyberpunk was cyberpunk just for it to be an unfinished game yes you had how many years to work on that game, and you're gonna be like, oh, still not ready. And you're like, all right, fine, we'll release it. Doesn't even work. What was it on like the PS5? It was unplayable, and on on some of the, I think the um on the PCs, it legit fried their graphics cards. Yeah, they people who had 3080s or 3090s had the were top of the line at the time, and it would freeze up and just yeah. you know, like what the. F- like it just doesn't make much sense. I it you know, for as all this money as they're worried about the wrong things, and these independent gaming companies and gaming studios are coming out with games where they're putting their all into it. Some of these people are like, they're t- they're taking risks, and when you're taking risks, I feel like you're going to make better better games. You mm-hmm. know, some of them aren't going to be up to par. But if you're just going to stay real safe and just make your money and get out like Activision. And yeah, I think one of the biggest things as well to go along with that, that these small companies that are making these games succeed in this one category. And it, it, it shows, it shows there's a reason why their games are like, so one of the biggest things is like when you have these guild games that come up, they're similar to Call of Duty in certain aspects, but not fully. The biggest thing there with those games that I've noticed with those was that they listened to the community. Like they like when they were building the making this game, was it X Defiant or I think is what it was. I I, I may correct. Yeah, I know correct. what you're talking about. Yeah. They had implemented everything that was in that was what they were wanting in Modern Warfare 2. Everything. Like that's all if that's all you gotta do is like listen to the community. Like that's one of the biggest things overall that a big company should have is a team that their job is to basically sit there on twitter on youtube uh with emails with looking at their game reviews looking at all of this stuff and being like all right so today we had this many people complain about this this and this then you go through and implement it like all right what can we do to start implementing this into the game instead they'll say they were going to and then they don't and you'll get the companies that lie about it like just do what the community wants, because without the community, I'm sorry, your game is not going to function. You are not going to be a company. It's just, it's common, like, economics, it's common, common sense marketing. Marketing for any company ever that is on the market right now that's worth a damn, you know, they listen. They're like, oh, you know, they didn't like that. They didn't like that flavor. Say it's like a pop. Oh, they didn't like that flavor. Okay, we'll take it. We'll you know whatever our stock is do that 
and then we will move on to the next one and we'll try to listen to the community to where we're making more money mm-hmm. and now these gaming companies they made a name for themselves and now they're just writing that and they're going to write it to the ground like they're not going to innovate they're not going to try to and like obviously you don't just want to remake bo2 or you don't like I, that's what they're doing right now is they're just remaking games and slapping the same titles to where people are like, oh, yeah, I remember playing that and just buy it. But then you just don't actually implement any of the similar aspects of the game that of what people enjoyed from those games back then. You just can't do that. I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Every time I know we get into these talks and rants, we've t- done it on the other podcast. Like one of the big things I will talk about right now that it it shows is Elon Musk with Twitter. He took Twitter over. And what have we been saying on Twitter for years? Have an option to where you can download a video. And within a recent post from Twitter or Elon Musk, it sh- like it shows like he was holding up a video and it legit says download. Elon Musk takes the company over and this shows right here. The most simple thing you can do is listening to the people who support you. That's all you gotta mm-hmm. do. Because guess what? Without those people that support you, like I said, it doesn't exist. It's one of the biggest things like with Call of Duty. You're having these content creators that are big freaking content creators. When they start to drift away, so is the community that goes behind them. So, yeah. Actual statement. It is. It, it's, it's common sense, but honestly, nowadays it seems like common sense is less and less common. I hate to say it. No. Nope. Within the community, uh, within today's world, it, it's I hate to say it, but it's it's a hard truth. It seems that way. Yeah. Damn, we really went into a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> we went for it to go in, you know, high up, laughy, laughy, and then we both just went on and just ripped on Dude, <laughs> the did. gaming industry. We do. <laughs> we went from movie industry where it's like, hey, they're doing pretty good. So let's go to the gaming industry and something that we've <laughs> we've sat there countless nights talking about, just getting pissed off, and then it's like, you know what? Let's get pissed off again tonight. But honestly, it's an important conversation to have. Because the more and more people have these conversations, hopefully, the more and more it's going to make a difference. Hopefully. So, like, uh, I'd say for those of you who are watching got this point, let us know what you think on the state of the gaming community right now. Because I will say, honestly, as a whole for this community, it is on a decline. There's some major things that need to happen with these big publishers to where they are doing something to benefit their company not destroy it whether it's listening to the community coming out with polished fully operational games not lying to the community there's simple stuff they can do let me know what you think on that uh but like i said for me personally it's on the decline i'm hoping here that like like we're half almost basically halfway through 2023 hopefully 2024 is gonna be a different year but I've been saying that since like 2018, 2019. So I don't, I, I don't know what this anymore. I don't know. I can only give a, I can only still give a little hope here and there, but hopefully something changes here. I'm hoping, like I said, that, um, uh, that these companies don't get all these cease and desist here. I'm really hoping with plutonium that doesn't happen, but who knows? It's Activision. They like to do whatever they want. Cause it, if whatever makes them money and then they're happy with, but I'm going to end it there, Kyle. 
for me personally, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I feel you. I'll, I'll let you end it there. All right. Well, if you made it this far, thank you so much for watching. Uh, hopefully next episode we'll get into a little bit more things that we're not, we don't have gripes with. But uh, yeah, thank you guys again. Thank you so much for watching. Go ahead and put down in the comments what you think of the gaming industry, like Cody said. Also, um, you know, what you guys would rank our blind rank blind rankings of those movies. Let's see your guys' list. We, we'd love to see some feedback. Um, other than that, thank you guys once again, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace. By the way, uh, Cardinals are in fourth place, Cubs are in fifth. Oh.